Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a former sports guy, so I mean, most of my hobbies are, well, being a dad to two daughters, but uh, as much time as I can get golfing or I'm a big backcountry snowboarder. My brother's a skier. I'm a snowboarder. We spend a lot of time no. hiking, camping out in mountains uh, and uh, spending time in the backcountry just snowboarding and skiing out there. No kidding. Now, I'm sorry. When you say, because you're in Phoenix, so where exactly do you ski? So there are some, there are two small resorts here, but my brother lives up in Denver, so he has a ranch up in the mountains up there. So we, you know, basically quick flight up to Denver, he scoops me up, and then we're up in the mountains in a couple hours. Oh, that's awesome! I should be there. Well, it's going to be after the ski season, so some way in June, I'm going to be in one of the ranches over there. Um, okay, but that's a different topic. We, we we don't even need to get into that one. Cool. So you said that you play football. Now, I'm very sorry. Football for me, it's usually uh, soccer. Um, yeah. Okay, what did you do? What did you play? Or Yeah, you don't mind yeah I was, a, uh, I was what, what we call a tight end. Uh, so I caught, I caught passes. I caught the football. Uh, played for about two years with the uh, Steelers and Eagles, two, two, two and a half years. Okay, I, I need to show my ignorance here. So those are um, NFLs, right? Big. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Those okay. are yeah. One in Pittsburgh and one in Philadelphia. Those are NFL teams. So basically, you were one of the guys that run very, very fast and catching the ball and scored the touchdown. Correct. Yes. Okay, thank you. I apologize for the ignorance and we can now talk about insurance because this is why we are here to talk. That's the purpose here. So if you don't mind, if you already talked a little bit about the football part, how did you get into insurance? And if you don't mind giving a quick introduction about what is a better agency. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the CEO of Better Agency. We are a CRM and agency management system uh, serving the independent PNC insurance agency uh, industry. Uh, we started about three years ago. What led me down this path was as I transitioned out of football, I ended up working at a tech company uh, locally where I reside in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, par parlayed that and transitioned into running a tech enabled services company. Uh, implementing tools such as Salesforce or HubSpot for companies, doing different integrations. And around 2016, that's when I started stumbling into the insurance space. And our company really started servicing that space, uh, implementing different workflows, integrations, processes, things of that nature. And what we realized is, hey, we're solving a lot of problems. A lot of agencies are, are looking for the same thing, but we also realized we are creating more problems, dual data entry, multiple points of failure, multi-system chaos. And so uh, as we entered 2019, I ended up stepping away from that company and started focusing on hey, let's build the let's build the all-in-one CRM sales and marketing automation platform for independent PNC insurance agencies. It was it was our thesis was that independent insurance agencies are sales organizations, and could we build a platform that helped them sell more insurance, help them sell more policies? Um, and so that's what we originally launched with a little over three years ago at the end of 2019 since then have added on um, more and more things that help agencies sell policies or manage policies more effectively, more efficiently, uh, and help them grow their business and be more efficient. 
So how do you define an agent? Sorry, it's not how do you define the agent. It's more about how do you see the control of the insurance agent today and how is that going to roll and change over the next 10 years? Because I, I was just on a different uh, podcast and we talked about it and they brought me, uh, I don't know why, maybe because I highly opinionated individual while uh, the, the other folks were more on the agency side. And part of the conversation was, okay, great, you know, what is the insurance agent? Are they advisor? Are they salespersons? Are they the distribution channels of the insurance industry? And what is the role of technology as we see the, the shift of the guard, right? We are talking about that most, or until now, most of them were baby boomers. And now we see that the, the average age is actually moving down because we have fresh blood coming in. Right. How do you define it? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I don't think that there's one correct answer. I think you're going to see all of that still exists, that advisor role, that sales role, that, you know, partner role. I, and I think there's a, that's really extremely important to keep, um, you know, especially as insurance and like, let's say financial services are so closely aligned. And I, I think they still are, especially for many agencies. Um, I think that advisor role will always continue to shape. I think, I, I think, that is the key to being an independent insurance agent. I think that's what moves you from being a quote unquote sales rep to being an independent agent is being that advisor to your clients. So I, I don't know that I see that particularly going away. Um, I wouldn't bet on that going away. I don't know that I would want to see that go away. But what I think we have seen and continue to see is, to your point, a shrinking average age in terms of the demographic of independent agencies. Um, I think you also will continue to see, you know, where 20, 30 years ago, most agencies were just larger held agencies. Now what we've seen is lower barrier to entry to this space. We've seen more agencies try different things, find vertical markets within insurance, right? Hey, we do cyber insurance or we do this type of insurance or we serve this type of clientele, uh, which allows that verticalization allows you to scale an agency faster and more effectively. Um, I think we've seen a lot more money poured into the space. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I think you've seen a lot of interest, interest from PE groups in, in kind of that quote unquote roll up strategy. And I think what that's led to and will continue to lead to is more agencies, maybe smaller agencies, I think maybe smaller shops. Um, but I think there will continue to be a growth in the industry that we've been seeing over the last you know, six or seven years. I think I, I, I'd expect that to continue. We see more and more new entrants and and we see that all kinds of uh, clusters are growing. How is your tech enabling them to perform better, especially when you know most of uh, most of the new entrants are not second or third generation insurance agents? They are new entrants to the space. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good question. I, where the new entrants in the space, the younger agents that are coming in the space, let's say, are just getting started where they maybe lack traditional insurance experience, they also are coming in with probably a higher level of efficiency and understanding of technology-enabled services or tech-enabled services. And so that baseline changes. So maybe they're stronger on the tech side of things, but maybe they're weaker on the insurance side of things. Um, and so how we are trying to help agencies both that are just getting started coming up as well as existing agencies is you know, there is a lot of money, you know, we talk about the money that's poured into the insure tech, quote unquote, space, 
But a lot of that has gone to direct consumer technology, right? Not necessarily to what I would call broker tech or broker technology in the insurance space. And so the way we look at it is like, all right, what has insure tech done extremely well? Well, they've done creating easy online buying experience, really good education. Some good, there's some good and bad that happens with that. Right. Um, But ease of use, ease of under, you know, trying to, to simplify insurance a little bit to get gain understanding, but really simplifying that buying experience and putting it online where consumers want to purchase today. Everybody's very comfortable with the Amazon purchasing experience or a Google purchasing experience. Adding insurance layer to that makes a lot of sense. Where they've done a really bad job is a conversion rates are terrible and it's very expensive for them to gain a new client. But B, and their retention rate is awful. Uh, now, where has independent insurance, independent insurance agency owners done a great job is haven't done a great job of scaling and gaining that top line, you know, lead to quote to sale experience. But what they have done a great job is customer satisfaction and the retention rates are untouchable by anybody else. And so our technology is aiming to plug into that and say, hey, could we give an agent that's in Birmingham, Alabama or, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, could we give them the same technology that a direct-to-consumer insure tech has so they can meet their client online where they want to be and take them through that experience? But instead of where they would maybe normally fall off, you can interject that human element, that advisor role to meet them, bring them in, become that advisor. And now you've married both of the realms that do really well, that online buying experience, but giving that customer experience, that advisor role and that retention rate that independent agents have made a name for themselves. So are you mainly connecting? So when you're talking about the initial tech part, so we always bring the lemonades, et cetera. Yeah. I prefer to bring branch as a better example of an MGA, an initial tech that understands insurance. Um, is it more about the back office, the CRM, the ability to have a binding authority? Well, they don't have the binding, but connect to an API. So to a binding authority that they can easily uh, sell because from my experience and that was part of a conversation that keeps uh, coming up an agent that sells that's their job they want to close a deal right ideally they should provide the best if they are a broker or an agent they should bring the best coverage to the customers but at the end of the day they, if they can close a deal they will do whatever they can to close this the fastest so right. how are you helping them with you know, with your CRM and other uh, technologies, to make their yeah. their job better, and how is that connected to the new and cool MGAs that are out there? Right, it, it's about the connectivity between, you know, to simple to simplify it, it's about the connectivity between carriers and the agent, and you know, the easiest mm-hmm. example I can do is you know we surveyed and worked with thousands of agents. And what we found is even a simple auto policy or simple home policy, uh, about as simple as a policy distribution as you can find, it was taking on average about 45 minutes to go from, hey, this prospect's ready for a quote to binding that quote. And about five different platforms, right, between carrier websites, different technology between Raider, CRM, AMS, whatever it might be, right? So that was the average that we found. And then our whole thesis was, could we take that five system, five browser experience in 45 minutes? Could we get that down to one experience, five minutes, right? So that the agent, instead of spending all that time doing administrative work, it was 
old rapport building and then moving on to the next client or the next prospect. Instead of spending time building, you know, doing systems, entering data, doing different things like that, spend your time rapport building and growing your business. And so that's where we step in and try to help, you know, agents be more efficient. And then there's other things that obviously we do between retention and renewal and cross-selling and different things like that to obviously try to sell and bubble up additional business, additional opportunities. But at the essence, that's what, that's what we try to streamline that process. And that's where, you know, we're trying to work with more regional carriers, more MGAs, because we feel like that's a ma massive gap in the, currently in the market. Oh, there are several questions that now I have now, because once you're talking about cost sell, upsell and all those stuff, are you developing your own technology or are you using uh, one of the, uh, there are so many AI startups that that's basically what they are selling. Are they going to be part of your ecosystem? The way that, I don't know, Vertiform, Majesco, Guidewire building an ecosystem and then you have all kinds of AI startups, you know, creating plugins to their to that core system and AMS or yeah. everything? Okay, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good question. The, the answer is like, so we built it in a way to have that automatically run, but now because of, you know, and the way we built our own data model, we were able to say, hey, this client, based off their demographics, are more likely to be looking for this type of policy. Do you want to, you know, proceed yes or no type of thing? It's like, yes, okay, now we have automation going out and you just did that at a click of a button to bubble up an opportunity. But the interesting mm -hmm. part with things like chat G GPT and AI and some of the things that have come out, you know, what our product team has been investigating is like, how do we take some of that technology and layer that into what we do with adaptive communication, taking what we know from a data and being able to proactively say, okay, here's the demographic, here's what they have currently policy-wise, here's what they don't have, here's what would make sense. How do we now proactively change our communication style in real time to that client to bubble up an opportunity? And, and that's a new layer that we've been heavily diving into and investing into because if we think that is not never to obviously take away the agent because that's not what we want to do. We want to say, how do we enhance the agent? How do we make it so that instead of having an agent have to spend 30 minutes to an hour, you know, going through and saying, okay, this is coming up for renewal. The rate increase was X amount of dollars. I need to requote this. Plus I remember that they mentioned, you know, Hey, we have home and auto, but they're look, they got a business. So we need to look at that. How do we say all oh, that's done for you? Here's the new policy increased by 7%. We already reported it. Here's a better coverage at a lower price point. Oh, by the way, based off all the research we've done, here's the policies that make the most sense for them to add on to this. And it's already done. They've already agreed to it. All you have to do is click yes and move forward, right? Like how do we get to that level? And that's, that's kind of how we think about it. Are you defining yourself as an insurtech or a technology company that serves the insurance industry? We, we look at ourselves as broker technology. So we look at ourselves as a broker. technology company that sells it to, to broker tech. We, I look at InsureTech as anybody that's distributing policies, and we mm -hmm. don't distribute policies. We are not licensed. We help agents distribute the, policies. Yeah. So basically, I define InsureTech as, are you part of the risk, right? Are you managing right. the risk and put, you know, to, um, up, the, up the vertical or down the vertical? And anything, and this is where it's a little bit more of an enabler, selling the technology to the insurance companies. Okay. Right. What's the size of the team? 
Uh, about uh, mid-30s, about 35 to maybe 40 employees. Ah, impressive. So when you talk about technology and you mentioned all the different models and AI and the data, I assume that most of the team are engineers and support to the different agents. Yes, we have a very heavy customer success team and product team, product and development. Um, you know, anything from uh, UI, UX and user research all the way through product design and uh, mm -hmm. back-end development, front-end development, and you name it, product management. Yeah. And how did you build it? Are you a sole founder? You have co-founders? Because building that type of engineering culture and company and then selling that to insurance, especially to agents, I think it's a uphill battle because you need to pick another customer and another customer and another customer. It's not the enterprise SaaS. Yes, correct. Yeah, we're not on the enterprise side. Yes, I do have a co-founder that has the experience in the insurance market. Um, and then we brought in another early founder or co-founder to help build the technology who was an early co-founder, you know, early employee at different tech companies like HubSpot and FusionSoft, things like that. So, um, you know, kind of brought in, brought that in early. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's how we got this thing off the ground. What is the biggest pain that the agencies that you're working with are suffering that they need to use your solution? Yeah, the, the biggest thing we see is consolidation of technology. We see agencies that use, you know, whether you want to call it like a legacy or, or, or one of the original agency management systems, plus a CRM, plus something for communication you know, plus something for rating and maybe it's integrated, maybe it's not. And so our, our best, our highest use customers, when you ask them why they join better agency, it's overwhelmingly about 70 to 75% say it's tech consolidation. And when you ask those same customers, why do you stay on better agency? It's about 65% that say it's the tech consolidation. Um, the next closest thing mm -hmm. after that is makes us more effective and efficient. Uh, we're closing more business. We're spending less time on administrative items. Um, those things start coming on. But I, I think that's a byproduct of tech consolidation, removing dual data entry, removing the friction of selling, serving, and retaining policies. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the interesting observation that I've had is, especially as we've been trying to work more with MGAs and regional carriers, is how many really good agencies and brokers and advisors we have and these carriers or MGAs just are not connected with them. And so what we've been able to help do is this connectivity between carriers and agents, uh, you know, giving agents more access to additional products, things of that nature, and giving MGAs and these regional carriers more access to agents that are willing and able to sell and better service their products that maybe they wouldn't have, they would have either overlooked or not had access to because maybe they're not part of like a massive network or they're not, you know, the 50 person agency um, and trying to connect that, you know, five or six or 10 person agency, 15 person agency with the right distribution partners. Anything important that you think that people should know about better agencies, especially from carriers or uh, MGAs that should reach out to you? 
No, but I, I would say, I mean, if there's, you know, we're connecting more and more with regional carriers uh, and MGAs right now. And I really do think mm -hmm. that the technology piece has been missing with regional carriers and MGAs. And I think that they're, I, I think that's got to be a big part of the future of the tech stack for this industry moving forward is getting regional carriers, getting MGAs connected both on policy management side with AMSs, but also on the rating quoting side and connecting agents with the right MGAs and the right regional carriers. I, I think that's been a miss over the last few years. And I, I think MGAs are going to be a big part of the future moving forward. And, you know, I, I'd encourage MGAs. I'd love to connect further with more and more MGAs because I, I, there's a big tech piece that we have that I'd love to get more connected with MGAs with. How can they do that? I'm sorry, the, the regional carriers, how can they do that? Most of them, they don't have an advanced technology stack, right? They don't have an API. How are they going to connect with you? Are, are you going to host the rating and binding system? How is that going to, to work? Yeah, there's various solutions out there. There's, there's a couple different ways to make it work. It depends a little bit on what they already have and what makes sense. Uh, but there are ways to do it, um, both on the rating engine side as well as on the policy management side. Will, so let me get to the final question that I'm asking everyone as we're reaching the end of this, end of this episode. Can you give the audience an advice, some sort of a tip? A life hack or something Just like that. Just any, any random piece of advice? Any random piece of advice. Oh, I, I don't know that I would look at myself as the person that should be giving out advice. Usually I'm taking it. Uh, um, That's a good one. Be open to advice. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah, that, that might be my advice. I, 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 tend to want, I tend to live my life as someone that claims I know nothing. And so I try to walk into every situation, every conversation, every interaction as I know nothing. And I try to absorb as much as humanly possible. Um, I try to seek to understand first before I present my perspective on something. Um, uh, because I, I, I tend to think that my opinion will change over time as new data presents itself. And we live in an age where there's new data being presented on a, on a daily basis. And so uh, I, th that, is, that is an outlook I have on life as I try to say I know nothing and be open to you know, uh, whatever is going on in that moment. I love it. Thank you very much. Will, thank you very much for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking with you. Likewise. I really appreciate it.